Molo, Sawbona, Jumbo, and welcome to Every Nation Durban. We are part of a global family of churches with the purpose to honor God by establishing Christ centered, spirit empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. You can find us in big cities like London, New York, Paris, and Joburg. You can also find us in nations like Bangladesh, Botswana, China, and even Hawaii. In Durban, we have a local vision of being a healthy church that starts other healthy churches. Our mission is reach, disciple, impact. We want to reach every person, every campus, and every nation. Join this mission to honor God and advance His kingdom. Good morning, everybody. We welcome to our live service. We are coming to you live from every nation, Durban. Sanbonani, Dumelang, Awusheng, Dimacheroni, Asipe. How are you feeling? Finally. Finally. It's, it's like a different, different season. It feels like forever, though. It has been. No, personally for me, it has been forever. Yeah. Oh, wow. We have 24 people already. We have 24 what people are people saying? Morning. Morning, church. We have Zeta, Selina. Ayanda. Oh, wow. Felicity. It feels like we are in the same room with everybody. Guys, welcome to church. We're live. We're live. And yeah, um, speaking of the season, what, yeah. you, what, what are you feeling? Like, listen, I really feel like the season has been pushing us out of our comfort zone. Yeah. Really. It yeah. has been pushing out of our comfort zones and really forcing us to be creative. Yeah. I can't believe this is how we're doing church now. We are hosting a live church service. And yeah, speaking of comfort zone, um, I'd like to encourage you, church, to sign up. I'm sitting here, but there are real heroes that are bringing this to you. There's AV, there's sound, there's worship team. So please send us your details, send us your name, and be part of what God is doing in this season. You can send us your name and what you're interested in at 072-606-6747 and come be part of what God is doing in this season. So yeah, Asipe, what is happening on the charts? time on the chats people are asking yeah. we have no fundo something about prizes being shipped off to le Bobo. morning guys let us know where you're watching from where are you how are you doing church this morning don't be shy if you're a first time visitor tell us who you are where you're from we really want to connect with you that's the joy of having a live service we can actually interact with you guys we also have our whatsapp phone here so if you have our whatsapp number let us know who you are and where you're from and yeah, speaking of that, uh, maybe we should say hi to our first-time visitors, Asipe. Let's just see what people are saying. Knox, Lamini, Morning Church. Auntie Claire is saying good morning, Every Nation, Deben. Babkoza, Asipe, Murungwa, Molweni, Molo, Tata, Molo. Unongkululeko is saying morning. Mufuzi in Botswana is saying Tumelang, Tumelara. Nomfundo Kolo is saying morning firm. Do you ship prices to Limpopo? No, refill but we love Limpopo people. Um, who else? Magabong is saying, Kuyamore, ish, my Africans, Kuyamore, I think that's what you say. Ekeshut, I don't know. Um, Sandile, what's up, fam? What's up, Sandile? Ntala, good morning. Good morning, Abuti Ntala. Um, Asipe, did we greet our first-time visitors? We did, but we want to just make sure that 
that our first-time visitors know that they can also talk. So don't be in the background. Interact with us. Who are you? Where are you watching us from? I think I'm really interested. I, I sometimes wonder how people are doing church. Do you think people are sitting in their PJs and eating cereal? There is absolutely no judgment, but we do want to see. We do want to see how you guys are doing church. So we have a cool competition running. If you can take a cool picture of yourself doing church and send it to our church WhatsApp group, um, WhatsApp number, we will see it. And at the end of the service, do we have a prize for them, Murunga? Yeah, I think we do. We do, we do have a prize, guys. Okay, Trust us. This is church. There's a prize. Send us that photo. And yeah, at the end, you'll see yourself and you'll win something. They don't believe us. Guys, we really are going to give you a prize. Please show us how you guys are doing, church. Cool picture. Tag us. And if you are on our socials as well, just, you know, put it out there and be like, Ian Durban, church. We're doing church online. This is how we're doing. It's live. live. It really is live. We also want to celebrate. I see, I I looked at the church database. I think we have about 16 birthdays that we know of. There's quite a lot. It's quite a lot of, of September babies. A lot of September babies. And yeah, we'll just like to say happy birthday, guys. Happy, happy birthday. Happy. And this is spring, right? So we say, yeah, so we love you guys. It's a beautiful day outside. And yeah, maybe anniversaries as well. So yeah, if you're celebrating your anniversary, we love you. We love you. We love you. Happy anniversary. So yeah, and Asipe, speaking of of celebrating anniversaries. Um, I'd like to encourage the church. Guys, we are live. We'll keep saying it, so forgive us. We are live. Um, send us your prayer requests. Send us your testimonies, and we are going to pray for you towards the end of this. So please don't sit on what God is doing, especially in this season. It will encourage somebody. It will change somebody's life. So yeah, what are people saying? Tandegile, hello, hello, hello. Um, Auntie Claire is saying, good morning, Rifilwe and Gogo. Um... Who's that? Funsho. Good morning, people of God. Morning, Funsho. We miss your cakes. Um, Kati Dube is saying, I love the vibe. Well done to our host. Thank you. You can book us through Pastor Wayne. And Dala is saying, good morning, church. Yeah, Asipe, what's happening? I think, I think we have someone from Netherlands. Good morning from Netherlands. Guys, I will. Can we just take a moment and just hallelujah. We have 52 people, guys. This is amazing. This is what God is doing in this season. Can you imagine? We have people joining our service from the Netherlands. We absolutely, absolutely are enjoying this season. Also, just to, to, to reiterate what Murunga was saying, this is a time to just share as well what God is doing in our lives. I know there's a lot of bad news and so on and so forth, but let's create a space to really celebrate the goodness of God as well. So if you do have amazing testimonies of the faithfulness of God, share it, share it, share it. And also, if you're not having such a great time and you really want us to stand in faith and pray for you, we are going to create a moment where we are going to pray with you guys. It, it is, it, it, that's what church is about. That's definitely what church is. We are on 53 people. Come on. We see the, the late comers. <laughs> But this is what this is for. If you have a chance while you're here, share the link. Share the link. This is an opportunity for you to share the link as well. People are sending their pictures. We see them. We see them. Thank you. You're about to win something great. So, Asipe, what is happening? Are we preaching? Some people are probably thinking, we want to see Pastor Wayne now. Are we preaching? Are you ready? Yeah, no. No, I don't know if I'm preaching. Aren't you preaching? No, I didn't prepare any sermon. What is happening? What is happening today? Why are we here? Okay, all right. 
So guys, the worship team is here. We are going to have a live service. So get ready to worship. Push those couch. Get off that bed. Feed those babies. Let's get ready to worship. The word is coming. We're doing a new series today. Believe. So guys, get ready. Get those diaries. Get those phones ready. And yeah, get ready to receive from God. Pastor Wayne is bringing in the word. It's going to challenge you, but it's going to stir up your faith. So yeah, we're doing this. We are doing this. And then just to, to encourage us, we are going to listen to the word, but we also just want to encourage you guys to make time to discuss the word during the week as well. So as we get ready, prepare your hearts. I'm just going to pray before we have worship. So like Marunga said, feed the babies, put the cereal bowls away, and prepare your hearts before we go into worship. I'm going to pray briefly, then we're going to have some worship time, shall we? Let's close our eyes. Dad, we thank you for this time. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are present in every single space that the saints are gathered in, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, that even as we worship, we will worship you in spirit and in truth. And we love to sing our praises to you, Lord. May we lift our praises, be lifted up, Father God, to you. May you receive them, Father God. May you inhabit our praises and do what you want to do. Have your way, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Let's worship, church. Good morning, church. Um, I certainly hope that everybody's doing well this morning. So now before we just get into a time of worship, I just want to share a quick scripture that is just found in Psalm 136 verse 1, which says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His love endureth forever. So this, this verse is honestly just a beautiful reminder that just serves to encourage us this morning to just give thanks to God regardless of you know the seasons that we find ourselves in regardless of our circumstances so this morning let's just lift up our praises this morning to our heavenly father you know who loves us with a love that is everlasting and let us just declare his goodness in our lives
God, this morning, we just ask that you would increase our faith, Lord. We ask that you would increase our faith, Jesus. Father, even those, Lord God, who are just going through a tough time, Jesus, and they're just really struggling to see your goodness, God. Father, I thank you that you're meeting, Lord Jesus, each and every single one of us at our point of need this morning, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Jesus. Those who are discouraged, Jesus, thank you that you're just bringing courage this morning, Lord God. Yes, Father. Yeah, Father. Father, those, Lord Jesus, who are feeling weak and weary and tired, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Father, you're just 
sending strength, Lord Jesus, even now, Father. Increase our faith, Lord. More, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus.
to you, King of Kings. Yes, Jesus. Baeta to you, Lord of Lords. Baeta to you, Savior of the world. The whole earth is filled with your glory, O God. This morning, Father God, we just want to lift your name up high, Father God. The name that is above every other name, Lord. At the mention of your name, Father, every knee bows and every tongue confesses, Lord, that you alone are God. And therefore, this morning, Father God, we lift up our voices, we lift up our praises, we lift up our worship to you, O God, for you alone are worthy of our praises. You alone are worthy of our honor, Father God. You alone are worthy of all the power, Lord. And so we bless your name this morning, Father. We bless your name this morning. Amen, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, as we give our tithes and offerings today, it is our joy to give towards the advancement of your kingdom. We pray that these resources will be multiplied so we can reach the lost, make disciples and impact our city. Lord, your word says that you love a cheerful giver, that you bless the faithful and that you open the windows of heaven over those who tithe. As we give today, may it be so over our lives, families and businesses. For your glory. Amen. We go. Good morning, church. Woo! Man, that was just amazing. Just to worship in the building again and to have live worship. Man, guys, I don't know. After six or so months of uh, just kind of worshiping in my living room, that felt like I just got, like, I don't know, like I ate a chocolate cake or. or just down to like a big Coke or something. I can't tell you just the energy and the life um, of just worshiping together. Uh, we've really been missing out. And, uh, but I trust that you are, you're plugging in at home and that you are turning your living room into an amazing space of worship. It's been an amazing week just setting up this live stream. And um, I just want to say thank you to Spore and all the tech teams and to the worship teams. You guys have just done such an amazing job and just getting us all ready for, for today. And it's just such an amazing experience to be in the same room with a few people and worshiping together. And I really I'm looking forward to the day then we all back in this room, guys, where we all worshiping together again soon. And uh, I hope it's, it's going to come soon. Well, today we're going to start a new preaching series, and it's called Believe. And the subtitle is Revival Starts With Me. Okay? And I, I'm really excited about the series. Uh, it's going to be a journey that we're going to go on where we're going to be learning about faith and we're going to be growing in our faith. And, uh, and I really believe that if you can give your attention to this word, like if you can really, uh, through this series, if you can really uh, cut out some distraction in your life and give your attention to this word, I really believe it's going to be a significant word for you. It's going to be a word that will literally transform your life. 
Trisha and I have just done like a, a 40 day of like igniting faith uh, with uh, Pastor Stephen Wendy Backlund. We just did a program where we did 40 days of igniting faith. And a lot of what I'm going to be teaching on over the next few weeks is based on, on their material and what they've put together. And I can just say from the two of us, it's been, it's been a life changing experience. It's been a significant, amazing time. And I'm really expecting that we as a spiritual family are going to journey through the same thing. So how the series is going to work is we're going to be doing uh, about six Sunday sermons. We're going to do it over the next six weeks. And midweek, I'm going to be putting together some devotions as well. I'm going to be putting like uh, some, some early morning devotions together, and I'm going to be sending them out during the week. Uh, uh, not every day, but in a few days during the week. And, and really what I'm going to do in those devotions is I'm going to expand on the ideas that I'm going to be preaching about. And uh, we're going to be sending that out through WhatsApp. So if you uh, want to join in that, I, I highly recommend that. It will really just take the word and like massage it into our hearts. If, uh, if you want to join that, then, then send a WhatsApp to the, to the church phone number. If you're already on our revival prayer groups, then don't worry. But if you aren't, join, uh, send us your name and your, and your number and we'll put you on that group, and then we'll be sending that out during the week. Also, uh, we have the iConnect, which is uh, a small group uh, study that we put together from every sermon. And we send that out to you guys as well so that you can gather in small groups and discuss the Word. So we're doing everything we can to, to give you the Word so that you can apply it in your life and, and see God do some amazing things. Now, today, my message is entitled... The power of good beliefs. And what I want to do is I want to lay a foundation for the series and where we're going to go in the series. And uh, we're going to go to Mark chapter 9 in a moment. But before we do that, can we pray our prayer before we actually get into the word today? So let's pray together. Father in heaven, I commit this time to you. I believe your plans for me are good. And everything good starts with your word. Your word brings life, healing, and direction. I treasure your word more than my daily bread. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Amen. All right. We're going to go to Mark chapter 9. We're going to start this uh, believe journey in Mark chapter 9. And we're going to be reading from verses 19 to 24. And before we start reading, let me just give you the context of this passage. There's a very desperate situation. Uh, this, there's this child who has these serious demonic manifestations. And Jesus has his disciples that he's training up. And he's trying to raise these disciples to do what he can do. And the disciples could not set this child free. And so we pick up the story in verse 19 where Jesus is now speaking uh, where the disciples couldn't do it. Okay, And it says, he answered him and said, O faithless generation. Wow, that's quite hard. O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Bring the boy to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. 
And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, Jesus, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Sure. (laughs) What? A powerful passage of scripture. This scripture just highlights so profoundly one of the central and pivotal teachings of Jesus, which is faith, the teaching of faith. You know, wherever Jesus went, he used this phrase, believe, this word believe. He kept inviting people to believe. He would say, believe in me, believe in the one who sent me. Or he would use the the phrase, have faith, have faith in me, or have faith in God. You know, almost all of the miracles that Jesus performed, he attributes to people having faith. When the lepers were healed, the lepers that came to him, they're asking for healing, he said, according to your faith, you have been made well. When the woman with the issue of blood uh, touched him and she was healed, he said, woman, your faith has made you well. When the Roman centurion said, don't, don't bother coming to my house, just say the word and my servant will be healed, he said, let it be according to your faith. And, and, he, had, and he said, I've never seen such great faith in all of Israel. So it was, always, it was always pointing to the fact that it was faith, it was belief that was resulting in healings and miracles taking place. And he was constantly challenging his disciples for their lack of faith. You can, you can pick up the irritation in this passage, that the, when we, what we read there in Mark chapter 9. Oh, faithless generation. Oh, faithless generation. How long will I be with you? Jesus is like, man, have you not got the faith lesson yet? You know, when, when Martha... And when Mary and Martha were crying because Lazarus had died, Jesus arrived on the scene and he told the people to roll away the stone. Can you imagine this? All right, Lazarus has been dead for four days. And he says to them, roll away the stone. And, and Martha actually protests and says, no, Lord, don't roll away the stone. Don't do that because he's been dead four days and the smell's going to be bad. So do not roll. I mean, can you imagine telling that to Jesus? Like, Jesus, no, this is, gonna, this is too hard for you, Jesus. This is too far gone for you. You cannot do this, Jesus. This is like four days dead. This is beyond hope. And it's interesting what Jesus says to her. He says to her, Martha, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So here's Martha in this like, her circumstances are screaming at her saying everything is possible, everything is o- over. And Jesus doesn't look at her and say, oh, okay, shame, you know, like, don't worry, just, just I'll do this for you. He says, no, he looks at her and he calls her up to, to the level of faith. And he says to her, Martha, if you, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? In other words, I taught you this many times before. I trained you for moments like this. And the training was, was four moments like this. And I said to you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. And man, did she see the glory of God. Lazarus came out of that tomb, you know, that's like bound in his grave clothes, four days dead and alive again. 
And Jesus does the same thing to this father who is so distraught. He's so overwhelmed by his circumstances, by this history of this child suffering with this problem. And, and it just seems so bad and, and everything. And Jesus doesn't just browse past the moment and say, okay, let me just heal this child. But he looks to the dad. And he speaks to the father who's in this distressed situation. His son is convulsing on the floor right there in that moment. And Jesus doesn't just step in and do the miracle. He goes to the father and he says to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Like Jesus didn't lose the moment to teach on faith. He didn't lose the moment to call us up to a level of belief. You know, according to Jesus... We have this ability to believe. We're to do this thing called belief or to have, or, or to have faith. According to Jesus, he, he looks to us and He calls us to it. And according to Him, we have the ability to do it. <laughs> he has the expectation on us. He really believes that we can believe. That's all the way through the gospel. He's always looking to us and calling us to that. And if we have this thing called belief, if we are able to believe, He says that anything is possible. And that whatever we ask for in prayer, if we believe when we ask, we will have. So like the key to every answered prayer is to have this thing called belief. We will see the glory of God like Martha did if we have this thing called belief. We will see healings like His disciples did when we have this thing called belief. We will see provision. (laughs) Provision in our lives like the disciples saw, the crowds getting fed. If we have this thing called belief, it was always faith. You know, when we look at the ministry of Jesus, it's so easy to conclude that believing is fundamental and non-negotiable. It's fundamental. It's it's like a non-negotiable thing. It's like you have to have it. It is the key, according to Jesus, believing is the key to salvation. He says, if you do not believe, you're condemned already. So if you can believe... You can be saved. You can literally be transported from hell to heaven. You can have your sins forgiven. You can enter into a new life. God's Spirit can come into you only if you have this thing called belief. According to Jesus, if you believe, you can see any miracle. You can see any healing take place. You can see prayers being answered. You can see kingdom breakthroughs in your business. You can see supernatural provision coming to your life if you have this thing called belief, if you are able to believe. Yes. Now, there's one thing I really don't like about this passage, <laughs> is, is that he used the word if when he's speaking to this father. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who yes. believes. And I really don't like that word, and the reason why I don't like that if there is because, because it, it basically means it's not automatic. It's not, it's not an automatic. It's, not, it's like, in other words, you could go without this moment. In other words, you could not see a miracle here. You could not see a provision here. You could not see a breakthrough here. It's if you have this thing called belief. I really don't like the fact that he used that word, but he did. Okay? And what that means is that, that belief is not something that's automatic. It's not something like whether you, you just have it or you don't have it. Okay? When he said if... He meant either it's a choice or it's an ability. 
Okay? If it's a choice, it means that you can choose to have belief. The fact that he said, if you can believe, means you have a choice. You, you can decide whether you're going to believe or whether you're not going to believe. Yeah? And if it's ability, then, then either we might have or we might not have the ability to have this thing called faith. And when we look at Scripture, what we find is it's both. It's, it's faith is a choice, but it's also an ability that we can grow in. We can actually grow in faith. You know, when we look at the scriptures, what we find is that there were, he said, uh, he called people that they were weak in faith, or they had, oh, little faith. But then he also looked at some people and he said, you are great as your faith. Amen. So you can have little, weak, or you can have great faith. Okay? So, so faith is something that we can, we can grow in, and it's a choice that we make. So there's a big if over faith. And really what we're doing in this series, guys, is, is we're going to be training you to choose faith Amen. every single day of your life Amen. to choose faith yeah. faith is a choice yes. you have to make that choice yes. you got to say I'm, I'm going to be a man of faith yes. I'm going to be a woman of faith yes. I'm going to parent in faith <laughs> I'm going to do business in faith Amen. I'm going to walk by faith the just shall live by faith come on people like this calling is a calling to faith but it's a choice in our, that we have whether we can live in faith or we can live in doubt you can believe and receive, or you can doubt and go without. <laughs> and through the, through the series, what we're going to be doing is, is, is we're going to be training you to choose the way of faith. To choose faith every single day in your life. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be getting into some amazing word that's going to feed us and grow our faith. Because how do we grow in faith? Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Okay, so as we, as we journey in the series, we're going to get into the Word of God. And the Word of God is going to feed us. It's going to satisfy us. It's going to build our faith. And, and at the end, we, man, we're just going to be like great in faith, living by faith. Amen. So let's go back to our story for a moment. Okay, let's go back to our story. Today we're talking about the power of good beliefs. This poor father that, I mean... Man, he had had such a, time, a tough time with this child. I don't, I don't even know. I can't even imagine what that's like. You know, he said from childhood, which means he's obviously the, the, the child's grown up now. And from childhood. So this is like something that's been there for years. And it's been a challenge. And it's been a problem. And it's, and it's I don't know. Like, and, and I mean, they, it said even the spirit tries to throw him in the fire or the water to, to kill him. And I mean, how can you... I mean, I don't even know how you cope with that as a parent. You're trying to go out or go to a picnic or do something, and, and this is happening with your child. Uh, such, such a distressing situation. And Jesus challenges him, though, even still, and challenges him in that situation and says, if you can believe. And the father's response is just incredible. I, I just think what, his response is so real. It's so honest. It's something that like you and I can really understand. He says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. You know, our beliefs can so easily get framed and influenced and weakened by the circumstances that we're in. Or our past. Like if you've had a, a, a tough upbringing or you've been through tough situations or the circumstances you're in right now are really tough, 
You want to believe, but there's this, but these, life influences us and weakens our faith. And, and so it's to the point sometimes that when it comes to the idea that maybe I could actually be debt free, or maybe like, you know, I could fulfill my purpose, or this marriage could work, or this business can actually make a profit, or when it comes to the idea of just something like that, we, we want to believe, but we lack this dad. We lack this dad. We just say, I believe, <laughs> but there's this big chunk of me that's rooted in unbelief, in doubt. Um, and, and this is how a lot of us walk. We have this, this like, we believe, but there's this chunk of unbelief. There's this, this like kind of big part of us that's rooted in doubt. And, and we walk with this duality often in our lives when it comes to marriage, to our parenting, to business, to, you know, just whatever our own personal finances, our career, our destiny and purpose in God. Like, I want to believe, but circumstances and the past and life are all saying another message. Now, what I want to say to you this morning is we, we can all identify with this Father. We, we have this duality of belief and unbelief. But what I'm going to say now could could possibly like step on your toes and, and seriously challenge you. Um, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that that condition that we're in, where we have this belief and this, this big chunk of unbelief, it actually has to change. It actually has to change. Thank you for that amen, Lou. I can hear amens again. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That condition has to change. You know, it's amazing how excusing we are about our doubts. We often feel like, you know what, life is so tough and it's so difficult that God understands why I don't have to have faith for that. But when we look at Scripture, what we find is that there is no plan B without there's no excuses for faith jesus never pandered to this father and said shame let me just i'll sort this out for you i've got the faith for this moment no it was like you need to believe and then everything will be possible for you he didn't just like excuse the fact that this guy had had a tough time for years there's no like passage in scripture where it says you know your condition is so bad you don't really have to trust for healing. You don't have to have faith for healing. You, there's a, like God will make another plan for you. There is, there is nothing like that in Scripture. There's no like you've had it too hard. You don't have to believe that God is good. You don't have to believe that because it's actually your circumstances have been too hard. So what we find in Scripture instead is this. Is that believing is a fundamental non-negotiable key. It's the key to salvation. It's the key to healing. It's the key to having our prayers answered. And it's the key to the breakthroughs we need. And there's no other way around it. We can't, we can't skirt over it. We can't jump over it. We can't ignore it. We can't go, okay, maybe I can just do another route because my circumstances have been bad. Or, I can't, or maybe, you know, my life is different or something. There is no way around it. We're all looking at one path in front of us and the path is faith. End of the story. That's it. You know, when Paul wrote to the Galatian church, he was like, does God do miracles uh, with you because you obey the law or does he do it because you believe? 
or because of the faith that you have. It was because of the faith that they had. So, so everything that we want to see, if we want to see heaven touching earth, if you want to see the provision of God flowing in your life, whatever you want to see, the road is called faith. The just shall live by faith. So I reckon if everything is built on the key of faith, man, this is something we need to get right in our lives. Amen? This is something we've got to learn. We've got to go, okay, it's not okay that I'm, that I'm living with the duality of, I kind of believe you, Lord, but I've got a whole lot of unbelief about the future as well. There's no, there's no, there's, there's no negotiation on this one. There's, there, that's it. You know, you can read the faith chapter, Hebrews chapter 11. You will, you will see it's by faith. It is by faith. It is by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Everything comes by faith. Every, if we want to see our city change, if we want to see our ministries grow, everything comes down to this thing called faith. Yes. Let me give you four, four pointers to show you this in Scripture. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Scripture we know well. It says, But without faith... It is impossible. Can we read it together? Come on, everyone. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. What does that mean? Well, if, if faith is the key, to receiving from God. If faith is the key to you walking in your destiny, to seeing the breakthroughs that you want to see in your life, and if you don't have that thing, then you're not going to get those, those healings, those breakthroughs and everything, and God's not pleased. Amen. Why? Because He wants you healed. He wants you blessed. He wants you whole. He wants you walking in your purpose. So if, you're, if you don't have this thing called faith, then he, it's like it's impossible to please Him because that is the means by which everything He has for you is fulfilled in your life. He who comes to God must believe. End of story. There's one road. It's the faith road. The second scripture I want to show you is Mark 11, verse 23. It says the following. For assuredly I say to you, Jesus is speaking now, whoever says to this mountain... Be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Amen. So look at what Jesus says there. He said, okay, he's talking about speaking, all right, how to speak in faith. You've got to speak to your mountains. That's how we've got to learn. Faith always speaks. Faith is vocal. But then he, he throws in there and he says, and does not doubt doubt in his heart so like jesus is, is making it clear to us like okay great you're going to speak in faith but make sure this, this that doubt is not in your heart yeah. that that is not there that you're not doubting yeah. he doesn't say like maybe you can doubt a little bit yeah. you know speak to that mountain but I, and i understand if like you you, you feel like it's hard mm-hmm. he's like no no, you, you speak to that thing, that thing that's immovable in your life right now, that thing that is tough that you, that you can't really solve with your own mind and your own ability, and you're going to speak to that thing, and it's so difficult, like I really understand. Just speak, but don't really, like you can have a few doubts in your heart. No, he says like, do not doubt in your heart, and then it will be done. It's like there's no space for doubt. Why? Well, doubt is actually something that's really powerful. What is doubt? It's a good question. What, what is doubt? Doubt is the belief 
in the opposite of what God has promised. And if belief is powerful, then doubt is very powerful. <laughs> All right? Doubt is actually believe. Like if God says to you, you're going to be debt free, but you choose not to believe that, what you're saying is that you actually believe more that you're going to be in debt than debt free. And the problem with that is that you will have whatever you believe. <laughs> so, so that's why Jesus is like, get doubt out. Um, I saw this, this quote the other day that says, the body follows what the mind believes. I just saw that quote somewhere. And, I, and it's like, it's totally true. The, the, everything in our life follows what we believe. Our body follows what we believe. Our, our life, our finances, our world is shaped by what we believe. Henry Ford said those famous words. He says, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> in other words, like whatever you believe is, is what you're going to see in your life. You know, often we think doubt is this harmless thing that we can just coexist with. Like it's okay to be uncertain, but Jesus clearly says it's not. Look at the Apostle James. He says this in James chapter 1. This is my third scripture I want to share with you. He's talking about wisdom. And in James chapter 1 verse 6 to 7, he says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Not just, you can have a little bit. No, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Isn't that powerful? So the, the point is this, is that doubt puts us in this place where it says we're like a wave that's tossed by the sea. We're this way, we're that way. Has God said, I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure. And, and, and Scripture's telling us when we're in that place, when we're carrying that duality of faith and unbelief, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. In other words, guys, we, we have got to make sure that doubt is out of our lives. That we, we really are people of faith. And you take the example of Peter walking on water. I love that example, you know. I mean, like we all think, you know, ah, oh, Peter, why did you doubt, you know. But hey, he walked on water, okay. <laughs> so faith is what got Peter out of the boat. Jesus said, come. So he took the word of Jesus, he applied it to his life, and he stepped out and did what Jesus told him to do. And the result was that he started walking on water. Just incredible. Okay, So he's walking on water. But then it says that in the passage, it says that he started looking at the ocean and the sea and the wind and the waves. And it was like, there's no land anywhere. The boat is over there now. I'm in between the boat and Jesus. And, and he started doubting. And he started sinking in the water. So we, this, in this example, faith got Peter on the water. But doubt actually almost killed him. Like we, sometimes we just skirt over that fact. Like, like, like if Jesus, you know, doubt, you know, you can start in faith on your journey and not reach your goal because this thing, doubt, starts to creep in. And it's a dangerous thing. It's so, uh, our business sinks, our whatever, marriage, family sinks. The, things start to sink in our lives because we allow this thing in and, it's, and we actually start to sink. Okay? And Jesus in Matthew 14, verse 31, says this. It says, And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. Come on. Gracious and compassionate Jesus. But look at what he does. He uses it as another lesson for faith. He says, Oh, you of little faith. <laughs> the guy's just been walking on water, okay? Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? 
Matthew 14, verse 31. Why did you doubt? What a, what a crazy question, guys. I mean, think about that. Why did you doubt? Jesus, he had every reason to doubt. He was walking on water. He's never walked on water in his whole life before. Boy, he probably, you know, water is deep. He's out in the ocean. The waves are moving everywhere. The wind is moving. Of course he's going to doubt. Jesus is like, no, there's no room for doubt. Jesus challenges him and says, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? So this is what doubt is, guys. Doubt is believing circumstances above the word of God. It's actually, it's actually believing, it's elevating circumstances above God. It's actually idolatry. It's actually saying that circumstances are more powerful than God and that God is not able to do this. It's like a form of idolatry. And that's why in Scripture it's not tolerated. Because we shall have no other gods but Him. Amen. So, so we're meant to have a very high expectation on God, a very strong faith in God. And Scripture continuously calls us up to that place of believing in God. In Jeremiah chapter 17, God spoke to me out of Jeremiah chapter 17 this year when we were doing the flow series. And in Jeremiah chapter 17, there is this, there's this picture that the, the prophet paints of those who trust in God and those who trust in themselves. And he says that those who trust in God are like trees planted by streams of, of water and they're bearing fruit and even in the drought they're fine. They're just, their lives begin to flourish. But then he says this about those who trust in themselves, who, who don't have faith in God. And he says they are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. You know, I just want to unpack that for a moment. Stunted shrubs in the desert, okay? If you can just imagine the Karoo for a moment and a shrub in the Karoo. Jesus is saying that if you don't have faith, that's what you like, okay? You're a stunted shrub. The word stunted means you're living below your potential. Stunted. You're, you're stunted. You, you can't become what you're meant to become. You're stunted. You're living below what your potential. So I want to say this to you today. If you feel like you're not reaching your potential... If you feel stunted, if you feel like, man, there's so much more inside of me, but it's not coming out, or I'm not seeing who I know I could be, that's a good sign that you need to go and examine your beliefs. Your beliefs, because your beliefs either limit you or they unlimit you. You will have whatever you believe. And typically what we do when we think about our lives and our future is we always go to our behavior. You know, if we feel like we're not reaching our potential, we, we look to our behavior. Okay, what can I do? What can I change in my life? Where, can I wake up earlier? Can I do this course? Can I grow? And that's all good. We've got to keep addressing our behavior. But addressing our behavior without addressing our beliefs, our core beliefs, is futile. Because we'll eventually run out of steam. We'll try and do all these good things. Come on, how many of you have tried to do good things? I'm going to read the Bible in a year, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make, you know, and, and we start off like, woo, and then we lose steam. And then we actually fall back into old habits and old patterns and old ways of life. What is, what's the problem? The problem is not addressing the behaviors. There's fundamental core beliefs that are limiting us, and we've got to address them. And there's this lie that says, you know, uh, your beliefs, you can't change your beliefs. You're either a person of faith or you're not. Like, you know, Lou's got so much faith and, and, and Chloe, she's got so much faith, but, but like me, I just didn't get that. I'm not, I'm not that personality type. 
It's a lie. <laughs> we can just laugh at that, all right? Yeah. You can grow in faith. Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, yes. be taken out. There's a whoever in there. In other words, this is not reserved for those specially gifted people. If, he says, whoever yes. says to this mountain. Amen. That's for you. Yeah. That means you. If you grab a hold of this, you can speak to mountains. Yes. Okay? So beliefs are something that we grow in, that we nurture. They are, we, we've got to farm them. We've got to strengthen them. We've got to look after them. We've got to water them. In Romans 4, it says that Abraham grew strong in faith. So faith is something that we can grow in. All right? Then he says this. He says that they are like stunted shrubs in the desert. A desert is really a climate that is not conducive to flourishing. Now, climate is critical. Okay. Climate is, you know, we know it, that if, if we don't have the right climate, stuff's not going to grow. If we don't have uh, a, like a subtropical cri- climate, we're not going to see the bananas that we see in Natal or the sugar cane growing here. And there's some climates in the world where nothing can grow. And, and this is what beliefs are. Beliefs really, when you put all your beliefs together, okay, when you put your beliefs together, they create a climate for your soul, a climate that you live in. A, a, it's a, and either that climate is a good climate or it's a bad climate. So beliefs create climate, and climate will determine what grows. So they're like stunted shrubs in the desert, meaning they're in the wrong climate. Yes. They've got the wrong, they can't flourish. They're not under. So I want to ask you this morning, like, what, what, when you look into your soul, what is the climate of your soul? Is it cloudy with a chance of rain? <laughs> or is it sunny and blue skies? Is today the best day of your life? Are you going to see amazing things today? Is God going to do miracles today in your life? Is, is there a blessing that's going to happen today? Is He going to surprise you with something good? Is He good? Is He here? Is he? Well, that, that's a climate you can live in. Or, or is today a day you, you just need to survive today, man? Woo! There's not much you can believe in for today. You know, today it's going to be hard. You've got five meetings and your boss doesn't like you. And, and man, your kids are hectic. And I don't know. Like today, survive, bro. What is the climate of your soul? What, what is that atmosphere that you're living in every day? Because it will determine whether your life will flourish enough. And it's all that climate is based on your beliefs. Okay? So, and then finally it says that there is no hope for the future. They're like stunted shrubs in a desert, wrong climate, with no hope for the future. There's a quote here from Steve Backland, and he says this. He says, a sign that you have good beliefs is that every area of your life is glistening with hope. Isn't that powerful? Let me ask you that this morning. Is every area of your life glistening with hope? That is a sign that your beliefs are good. I mean, just think about it for a moment. Like, like, just think about what Scripture says to us. You have access to a throne of grace. You are the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. You have angels watching over you to do the work of God in your life. You are loved unconditionally. You are chosen. You are a royal priesthood. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit. You have access to unlimited wisdom. That's what Scripture tells us. So let me tell you something. Why is it when all of that is true that we're so worried and so unhappy about our lives? 
We should be jumping out of bed. This is going to be the best day ever. I'll tell you why we don't do that. It's because our beliefs are wrong. Because we actually believing other stuff more than what we're believing the Word of God. We're actually empowering lies about our life and about the future more than the Word of God. And so let me finish with this, guys. Believing is fundamental. It's a non-negotiable key in the kingdom. It is the key to salvation, to healing, to our prayers being answered, and whatever kingdom breakthroughs we need. It is possible, because Jesus said if, right? it's possible that we, cannot, that we can go without. Because he said, if you can believe, it, it, it's not a given. It's not an automatic. It's going to require you to do something. It's going to require you to get into the Word, to hear the Word, to speak the Word, to know the Word, to, to, to grow in your beliefs. It's going to require something from you. He has a point for you. And I'm going to close with this. Believing in Jesus leads us to salvation. But believing like Jesus leads us to transformation. In fact, it doesn't only lead us to transformation, it leads us to impact, to blessing, to power, to signs, wonders, miracles, provision, harvest, whatever it is that heaven has for us. Let me say it again. Believing in Jesus will lead you to salvation. But believing like Jesus, you will see transformation in your life. And we've done really well in believing in Jesus, but we have not done well in believing like Jesus. And that's what we're going after in this series, guys. We believe in Him. Amen. Praise God. We got to salvation. Salvation is part of our lives. But there's so much more God has for you. There's so much more that God can do in your life. There's so much more that you can see of the kingdom of God in your life if you believe like Jesus. Jesus wasn't angry at his disciples for in that moment, in that passage that we read, for not believing in him. They still believed he was the Messiah. What he was angry with them, what he was frustrated about, was that they didn't believe like him in the situation. And so that's what we're going after in this series. And, and I really believe these sermons combined with the devotions and, and the iConnects that are going out are going to be a powerful time for us as a spiritual family. And so I'm just going to wrap with a word of prayer and then hand over to Asipe and Marunwe again. So Father, we want to just say thank you for this word. Thank you for this time that we've had just to gather in your name. Father God, we just it's just been such a great morning here. And, and I just pray that all our friends and family who are watching are just being touched and that you're stirring up faith in every person's heart. Lord, I pray that, Lord, as this seed goes out, I know that this is a dangerous seed, Lord. Like this, this can really get the enemy mad. I just pray protection over the seed that's going out. Lord, I pray that there would be no distractions in our life over the next six weeks. That, that Lord, this seed would land in good soil. That, that it wouldn't be snatched away by the enemy because of crazy circumstances that suddenly just begin to unfold in our lives. I pray protection over that, Father God. I pray that this seed will land in good soil and produce 
a harvest of faith in our lives. That, that this that it would be like a mustard seed. That it would just grow so big, Lord. And you said if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, Lord, we can move mountains. And I, I pray that we would step into that, Lord God, as a spiritual family. That we would grow in our understanding of faith. That all these wrong beliefs that we have about ourselves, about you, about life, about circumstances, Lord, that you would wash us of these. Lord, your word washes us. It cleanses us. And I pray that it would wash us of doubt and wash us of unbelief, that we would really be a people of faith and live by faith. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you, family. See you again soon. Amen, amen, amen. Sure. Thank you so sure. much, Mfundisi. Thank you so much. Um, there's no room for excuses, Asipe. Sure. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to... Yeah, yeah. What are they saying? What are they saying? Just, just a whole lot of things about how God is, is, is believing in Jesus, believing like Jesus, yeah. believing in Jesus. I think this is such a moving season for us, especially with all this, our circumstances just being the way they are. Yeah. So I cannot wait to sit down and actually watch this again, probably, but just share and just talk. There's so many things that I can't wait to discuss with our connect group. I agree. I agree. And church... Um, yeah, no excuses, but I, see, I, I think my heart is on somebody that is watching this and thinking, but my life is rooted in unbelief. Yeah. Um, my heart is with somebody that is watching this and thinking, who is this Jesus, you know, what, what am I believing in? And I, I, I feel led to lead them into the prayer of salvation. Trust me, this is the best years of your life. So I'd like to just lead lead that person. If you're sitting and you're around people that are safe, I'll just encourage the people that are around you to just pray with you. If you're watching this and you're alone, it's okay. The Holy Spirit is there. Jesus is also there. And the Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ will be your Lord and Savior. Amen. Can I, can I lead them? Let's pray. Um, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Sure, and if, and if that's you... Sorry. And if that's you and you've really just given your life to God, whether you're recommitting your life to God, um, well done. That is amazing. That is amazing. That's the best decision that you've made. We'd like to come alongside you. So if you can send your name and your details or maybe even on the chats or just feel encouraged. Don't be shy. We want to walk alongside you. There's nothing more encouraging than coming around other believers who are just going to affirm your faith and create a climate for that belief to grow. But I also just want to pray, if you are a Christian, I think this is a big, big, big thing. If you are a Christian and you are, you've been walking with God for years, I mean, this is also something that's personal for me. I think this, this is a word in season for all of us. If you find that you are 
you, you, you're living in that duality. You are living in that duality. And you just want people to come alongside you and encourage you to reach out. A lot of people have been saying, I'm feeling challenged. Oh, my gosh. I'm definitely feeling challenged. And I, and I would really encourage you to speak about that challenge and speak about, hey, listen, I, I have times. Because we do have core beliefs, whether it's core beliefs that have come through the way we were raised and circumstances. If you recognize that in your heart, speak about those things and bring light to them and create an atmosphere. Just do a heart check. And I just want to pray because what is it, what depression is hopelessness, you know, it is hopelessness. And it's, and we've been hearing a lot of that. And I just feel like I just need to pray for, for, for people who are in that space to just even get out and say, listen, my heart is not in the right place. I have these negative thoughts. I have this hopelessness because of what I believe. I'm just going to pray briefly and then we can wrap up. Father, I pray this morning, Father God, for every single person, Lord God, who has recognized this unbelief in their hearts, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for every person who is experiencing a wave of hopelessness right now. I pray, Father God, that you give them strength, Dad, that you give them strength, God, that you ignite a hope, Father God, a faith, Father God, that they examine their beliefs, Father God, and bring them before you, Lord Jesus. I pray for a strength to cry out to the God of heaven who sees them, who sees them, who sees them, and who knows them. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. I thank you for people that are going to come alongside them, and they're going to walk with them, and they're going to take them out of that mire pit of hopelessness. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. I thank you, Father God. You love us, you see us, and you know everything about us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, church. And if you are not in a connect group again and you'd like to discuss the word with people around you, please send your details. People are meeting on Sunday and they're meeting during the week. We appreciate you all so much. But before we go, Muru, I think you want to announce we, we, have, we, have, we had a competition. We had a competition and people sent their pictures. We had visitors who had glasses on watching the sermon. We had someone watching with their grandmother. But... The first person to send their picture were the Laminis. Come on. Woo! Oh, wow. And, uh, and, and, and I think we, have, we only just have this prize, but I nominate Sigue. I think this should belong to Sigue. I think this is Sigue. So, Sigue, this is for you. This is for you. Your parents can come and get it for you. We love you very, very much, church. Have a great, great week. We are done. done. We did our first live service, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at endurban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermons. Be blessed.